everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Review Everything. This is Review Everything, the uh, podcast where nothing is off topic. Tonight, I'm joined by the internet's own, the internet's darling, Jeff White. How you doing, Brian? I'm uh, I'm mossy, Jeff. Mossy. I'm mossy. Really caught me say. off guard with that one. Uh, Jared, the ginger at the board, will not be joining us this evening. He is dead. He's romancing his wife. Oh, which oh. is good. That's a lot better. Yeah. And I'm also joined by esteemed filmmaker and friend of the show, Justin Edwards. Hello, Justin. Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you this evening. Um, we're kind of kind of kicking off a, a special special episode with you this evening. We're, we're going to interview you and shine the spotlight on you. That's really it's, cool, guys. It's a with cool, friends yeah. episode. Right. Yeah. I just made that up. Which is what we should call it. Review everything, colon... With, with friends. With friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Justin, um, give us the uh, give give us the rundown. What you what you up to? What am I up to? I am. What's uh, tonight? Tuesday. In three days, yep. I am fl- flying to Alaska. In three to, days. Uh, yes, Whoa. this Friday, and uh, I'm going to start taking over my parents' cabin and my sister's cabin. Okay. To turn them into movie sets. Okay. Uh, they're going to be going out of town for a bit, and we thought we'd sneak in there and shoot a film while they're gone. Yeah. So, how long are you going to be there for? Uh, I will be there for one month or so. Okay. So I'll get back at the end of August. Yeah. With having shot a movie, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so what's uh, what's tell us about the film? What's it about? Do you call it film or do you call it a movie? Uh, we we call it film. We like okay. to hang on to you know. It's a respect for I guess the cinema and sure. you know they yeah. show films there, not movies. Yeah, but uh, no, it's a. Uh, it really started. Everything's been going really fast. Like this thing didn't exist two months ago, um, and really? the opportunity came up to go shoot something up there. And I said, okay, I need a I need a story to tell though. <laughs> and uh, so my brother and I got together and we came up with this idea like we just you know as you brainstorm through throw ideas around like what could we do you know i, I don't yeah. have any money so we can't really pay people much we can't like have some big action thing so it should be a small story not too many characters yeah um what can you do in a log cabin you know oh you got to do you know it's a typical weekend getaway kind of film all one location and yeah uh batting ideas around it just came up like hey this should just be kind of three brothers getting together because we ourselves come from a family with three brothers mm-hmm. and we, fi- we find it really hard to get together all three of us at the same time. Right. And, uh, whenever it happens, maybe every couple of years, sadly, uh, we always called it the bro union, the bro union. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of many bro and, unions. <laughs> yes. And, uh, so for a while it was just like, let's make a movie about a bro union, you know? And then like after developing it more and more, like, well, they need to be doing something. They're not just going to like cook out and drink all weekend. I mean, they could, um, but as we are kind of nerds ourselves, we, we ended up just kind of like, what if they played a game? What if one of them's really into live action role-playing games? (laughs) Who is it? It's sweeping the nation. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. Lightning um, bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. (laughs) That's... That's the typical video, right? The typical YouTube video when you... Quintessential. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you cast a spell is you just say it and then, you know, you 
connect or you don't or like there's so many different ways of scoring and hit points and all that we, you know those are the big <laughs> fantasy nerdy larps yeah um but we took it in more of the mystery clue kind of larp oh, so clue that's such a good movie it's a, uh, yeah i love it oh and gosh. like it's such a staple of my childhood and just like yeah I love playing the game too. I love just like, you know, investigating and, you know, using the clues to whatever. The clues um, to to the board game clue. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know, listening to somebody ask somebody else a question and you figure something out because of how yeah. they answered it, it's just great. Um so we love those kinds of games. We're like, hey, what if we made a real life clue that these guys played? Uh, like a murder mystery and they have to figure out what happened. So yeah, uh, that was kind of the, the beginning of the story. And then I think from start to finish, we wrote the script in about two weeks. That's awesome. And uh, so now we have a finished screenplay. We've got, we've got a cast, we've got a crew coming up for us. And uh, you know, the nutshell is it's three brothers who haven't seen each other in a while play a uh, mystery LARP together. It's kind of funny that you refer to it as LARPing because if you were to describe what you just told us, mm. people would not identify it as live action role playing. You know, no, they yeah, would just it's, say it's a very particular genre. Yeah, they would just go, "Oh, yeah, that's the thing that I did with my, you know, with my with my mom and dad for Christmas one year." Mm-hmm. You know, how to host a murder. Yeah, and then we played Canasta after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think when people think of LARPing, they think of of like a. Dungeons and Dragons, kind of a. Of course, yeah, right. Dressing up like elves and. Which Jeff and I were no strangers to the to the old D and D. Well, we don't. I mean, let's... no, me either. I've never played one of those LARPs, but uh, yeah, I've played the the board game and sure. You know, oh, you the... have. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. you're one of us, Justin. One of us. <laughs> one of us. Google gobble. Oh, uh, we don't dress up. I want to. I want to no, make no. that clear because we, sh- we should though. You never, I could be in the market someday. Sure. And I don't want anyone to go around thinking I yeah. you know, dress up like a dwarf. So Justin, when I was when I was kind of getting ready for our interview with uh with, with you, I um I was just kind of kicking around some questions and and one thing that I was kind of wondering is how has things changed, you know, the the movie and in th- theater industry over the past five years? Or even the, like the past ten years, with technology becoming more accessible, cameras becoming more accessible, and even like streaming technology and stuff like that, how how has that changed things for you? Yeah, I mean, without any of this, I would be here today talking to you. That's for sure. I would, yeah, probably wouldn't be in LA still. I think it's it gives you this kind of like cloudy hope that like I can do this stuff. Like it is accessible to me. You know it. it and I think it's very, I think ever since, what's this camera? The DVX 100 it was a uh, Panasonic made it. I think it came out around 2003 or four. Yeah. It was the f- first consumer camera to shoot 24 frames a second. Mm, okay. And s- suddenly everybody in their home could shoot video that looked like a film. Cause that's just like that frame rate is what you're used to thinking. That's what a film right. looks like. Because you usually, uh, you usually see like 29 frames per second. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, it just looks like a looks, soap opera or, yeah. or the news, yeah. you know. Uh, and you just don't take it seriously. Like, there's like, oh, it's a whole movie. Like, right. something about 24 frames gets everybody on the same level of like, oh, now we're like, we've entered into this, you know, hyper real realistic world where it's different from what our eyes see. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of 
part of what started it is just making that technology available to us. Um, and then, you know, the internet took it and ran with just, you know, putting cameras in the hands of anybody to become a star. And I, I, I still think the idea that there's YouTube celebrities that literally they just make a living off of video blogging yeah. from their bedroom. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that exists. Like three years ago, four years ago, that was just like outrageous almost. And then. Yeah. I've, I've been really getting into the, uh, to the professional video gaming scene and right. there's it's so many, yeah, there's so many people who are just like, I'm just gonna, you know, co- you know, do commentary on other games that I watch and wait, make what? a living out of it. No, it's a thing. Like StarCraft and, and Dota people. Wait, wait, hold on a second. So you you watch other people play <clears throat> and you comment on other people playing? Correct. They usually they usually stream like professional gamers playing, mm-hmm. and then you know they kind of do commentary. Oh, it's like a play, like by, a play, play. by play. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's breathtaking, Jeff. <laughs> awesome. And they get, they make money doing this, like like by <laughs> by hits or whatever, by views on their on yes. their channel, mm-hmm. YouTube yeah. ads. Yep. Oh man, I got to get in on this. Monetize that. Yeah. yeah. Monetize the heck out of that. That can't be hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to uh, be easy. It's it's on the internet. It's easy, right? Hey, look at that guy. What he's doing? He's shooting that other guy. Right? <laughs> I would, I would watch you do that, Jeff. <laughs> I actually kind of want to do it now <laughs> and just go in knowing nothing about anything. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be good. Give the people what they want. So, so Justin, as far as like distribution goes and stuff like that, um, what Ooh, when, when you make a work. film... How do you, how do you get it out there? You know, I think, uh, there's many ways like you, you get lucky if you go play at a festival and somebody likes your movie and wants to, you know, license it or, you know, put it in the theaters for you. That's like, you know, you scored, that's that's like the Holy grail right there. Do do you Um, feel like, do you feel like festivals are, are beneficial or, or a waste of time? Festivals are the, uh, I say the Holy Grail, the number one way to, if you made a good film, to get it seen and purchased. Um, because not every festival, you know, it's like these handful of like indie film market festivals where literally, even if you're not playing in the in the festival, you you could be at the marketplace for it. And like literally you'll get a booth, you'll set up, like you'll meet people, you'll watch trailers, you'll hand out your film to potential, you know, how many people, people do you think are are not not just like like total people total who have brought their movie there and maybe they're not getting it screened there? How many how how much competition do you say you have? And just competition in terms for eyes and ears. For eyes and ears, um, it really depends on the festival. I just went to Cannes and their festival has like two thousand feature films looking to get bought. Oh. Uh, so That's literally, <laughs> it's the whole floor of this con- convention center where it's just, you know, check out our movie and, you know, here's our card and, you know, yeah. go watch it and let us know. Come buy our movie, basically. Wow. Um, and that's, you know, that's like, you know, the golden goose if you get that. Yeah. But uh, I think aside from doing a festival film market route, the Internet is still kind of the Wild West as it comes to this, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of new sites out there just cropping up every couple of months, like, Hey, we show indie films. Um, where are you going to see that start making you any money? I don't know. Like they don't know either. They're just like happy to share an artist's, you know, 
vision for this stuff, you They're know, just making it doing what they can and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Um, there, there is Netflix, there's iTunes, Amazon, those kinds of things where you would actually pay to get it up there and then you would do their split depending on whatever their deals are. Yeah. Um, that's an option, you know, the, the end all is like, it's good enough for somebody to want to put it in theaters, but even that's only going to be a few weeks at most anyway. Right. So you got, you got to kind of think about the long run, um, for a niche film, I think something like ours is, is a nerdy film. It's, it's not, I don't think it's going to be for everybody. It's a comedy, you know, people could laugh at it, but it's, it's kind of nerdy. It's like taking a step back now, like a month later after writing it and going like, wait a minute, this is like really <laughs> for like 13 to 25 year old guys at home, you yeah. know, like yeah. they're going to get it, you know, cause there's a lot of references to them. Not that those dudes have I, a lot of money though. I was ever one of those guys, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a market if you just find the right way to get it to them, you know, yeah. like, but you know, the, one of the strangest pieces of advice I advice that I heard a couple weeks ago, and I kind of, I, I think I might do it if nothing else works out is put it on YouTube for free mm. just, just yeah. to get it seen. Like yeah. if it's, if it's good enough, it'll get the attention and go. And if it's free, like people will check it out. If it's, one ninety nine people aren't going to just, they're not going to just try it, you know? Right. Um, and I was like, that's weird. Like, and so I was reading about this guy who did, he's like, Hey, I just like, I made this film and I just showed it for free. And like a producer was clicking around and saw it and called me and I'm making my next film now because I put up my first movie for free, you know, his, yeah, his no budget, you know, whatever he threw together movie. That's kind of how, how a lot of stuff works now though. Like it seems like a lot of times you have to give something away for free Mm-hmm. you know, to even get anywhere because, you know, all these people have tools to make movies and, you know, like Jeff and I, we literally, we just bought a couple mics and a soundboard and all of a sudden, you know, we potentially have a voice to, to reach, you know, millions of people, even though like 10 people only listen to the show, that's fine. If they tell <laughs> 1 million friends. It's easy. <laughs> right. It's, it's easy to make stuff, but, you know, to get people to pay attention yeah. I, it's still tricky. I, I know someone who did that right. They they made uh they made a film and they tried to get distribution for it and uh ended up just putting it up for free and, and helped them take the next step. Interesting. It's very I, I was uh when I was a writing student, um I remember a lot of the older professors said don't put your stuff up for free. Never put any of your writing for free up on the internet. Mm. But I think um I think people are, are doing it though. Yeah. The, the world's changed. Oh yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think things are back from 1985 when you were in college, right? Yeah, 19... <laughs> uh, but it's in- it's interesting this idea that I, the world's used to we're used to getting things for free now unless we really really want them. Yeah, and, and I, it's it makes it tough for us, but at the same time, what's your end goal? Like for me in this film, I just want to make the next one. You know, yeah. like this is a means to making the next one to show like, Hey, I can do this. I have a unique voice. Somebody give me money to make my next one and to do it like even more yeah. real, I guess. And if it takes showing it free to somebody, then like, I don't, I don't care. I'm not in this to make money for, you know, totally. It'd be nice, totally. but like, I just want to make the next one and keep building, you know? So, yeah. so your, um, your movies on Kickstarter, 
or you have a Kickstarter project going. How do I, how do I find that? Uh, well, it's, I think it's easiest by just knowing the title of our film and it comes up right away. Uh, it's, it's easy. It's called detective, detective, detective. Yes. So hopefully you didn't ram that in your skull enough. Um, it's about detectives and it's called three of those. Right. Because there are three detectives (laughs) and there are, yes. Yes. Three, three times as many detectives as other single detective movies. Um, but yeah, if you look on Kickstarter, for a while we were actually a staff pick and we were like on their front page here and there, yeah. and uh, which is super cool. Like we didn't do anything for that. They just saw it and liked it and, you know, highlighted it for That's a bit. That's really cool. Yeah, we were, we were impressed. And we, I mean, that ended up with getting us some money. Like, yeah. it, really, it really does give you a boost from like those strangers who kind of just look around for projects like, oh, they found us, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, if you, if you go there and type "detective," you're gonna find us. You know, we're, cool. we're the only one called "detective, detective, detective." Yeah, <laughs> and and you're filming the movie whether you reach the goal or not. Right. Yeah. This was a, a a campaign to just really it was to get some more better toys for us to play with. You know, a better camera package. You know, maybe more of a. Yeah, all the extra stuff that comes with that, you know, a dolly and getting some more angles on our, yeah. on our stuff as it stands. Like, I don't think the Kickstarter is doing that well. So like, we're going to just go make it how we're going to make it. And yeah, uh, it wasn't a, a live or die campaign. Um, but we'll, we'll take care of it and yeah, still make it no matter what. So, so Kickstarter is kind of this, I don't know. It's kind of this sexy thing to be doing right now. Yeah, it is. I saw Spike Lee just jumped in yesterday. Yeah, there's all sorts of, (laughs) there's all sorts of, you know, media coverage and, you know, people are talking about how Kickstarter is the way to go and all that. How, how has the whole process been? I, uh, I don't mind Kickstarter, you know, as a company and what they do. I personally hate doing them. Yeah. This is my second one when I've swore off that I would never do one. And then I did, <laughs> I did one last year and it worked out. And then I was like, well, I'll just throw one together this year. You can't throw it together is the problem. It's a full-time job for maybe five people at least just to like run it get it up, keep it up, upkeep and, you know, like making sure you're posting it where it should be seen. Um, I could literally sit home all day and find new places to post it, you know, LARPing sites, sure. you know, people who are into detective stuff, whatever. Um, and that's just like endless because the internet is so big that you could continually find more places to share what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for me, like I know we just saw a film last week. My friends had this big premiere for a really cool documentary about this guy who buys a VW bus and in the credits, <laughs> in the credits, Why not? there's a whole section dedicated to Kickstarter producers and they literally hired a team of Kickstarter producers and there's companies that do this. They say, hire us to run your campaign for you and we'll pay ourselves out of the cut. You know? Uh, wow. That seems kind of, I don't know, against the spirit of it. It's like hiring a social media manager for your corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they run it for you and you're like able to hand it off because it really is that full-time job and they're really want to do it and succeed for you because they're going to get paid out of it. So yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of like a win-win for everybody that it goes through. It doesn't and like, seem I was, like a bad idea if you can afford it. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm sure there's some deal where like, if you don't succeed, then you owe us this much. If you succeed, we'll take X percent. Um, and then you just run your campaign for that much more just so you can pay them off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's again, it's like the whole landscape has shifted to this in the last like year or so it's been catching fire. Everybody's talking about it and it's like become a viable option for many people. Yeah. I, I haven't had much success with it this time around. Yeah, it's, it seems like you I have thought, to be a... Yeah, we're three days out and we're 35% of the way there. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought I went with a modest amount of money. I wasn't asking, you know, fund our movie. I was just like, hey, give us some so we can have some more fun with it. I think I but, helped uh, you get maybe 0.2% of the way there. Thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, as a as a person whose income is supported by, you know, other people who feel gracious enough to to give. Of course. <laughs> I know how that goes. I, it's doubly uh yeah. yeah. We much appreciated. Yeah, it's, it, hurt, it, seems, it hurts you a little more. Right. It's <laughs> it seems like with Kickstarter, you have to really be a connected individual or have some sort of um You have to be Veronica Mars. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have some sort of connectedness. You have to have a, a, a level of celebrity, absolutely. Yeah. And for projects like this, if you're offering a product, then yeah, I think any of those Kickstarters always succeed with yeah. like 400% because it's like people right. are just buying the product you're going to make. Right, yeah. Uh, which but it, movies is completely different. Which every, everyone got behind that Ouya console Right, yeah. And then the what's thing... The, what's the Ouya? It, it's like a little, like a micro gaming console that runs Android that hooks up to your television. I don't want that. No, because there's no people? good games. What are you going to play on it? Farmville? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, it's the greatest game. You know what? You know what, though? I'm sure there's actually really good games on it. or that It has potential, but from what I've heard, it's still got some issues. Ouya. Ouya. Wasn't there a watch? Yes, the that Pebble. The that was really popular. Watches are always big deals. Yeah. yeah. It, it tells you when you've got a text message on your smartphone and stuff like that. I don't want yeah. that either. Well, Jeff, you don't know, you don't have an iPhone, so. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I wish when, I didn't have one. When, when you when you go into writing a, a, a movie, because you had mentioned you didn't really think about who it was targeted to. Do you, I mean, do you, do you think much about that stuff very often or you just try to, or you just try to write whatever is the best movie? Uh, I think it's a mixed bag, actually. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm always going to write something that I think I would enjoy for the first part. Um, and also my brother as well, who helped me write this one. Like, we just wanted to write something we would be interested in seeing. Um, and then you kind of tack on the whole, like, but if somebody who didn't know our, like, twisted, insular sense of humor would want to have access to this, we should still tell a good story. You know, it's not about just, like, inside jokes and riffs and references to things that we get a kick out of, it should actually have an appealing, like universal story. Like, I think that's kind of the producer in me talking as far as like, you know, thinking about like, I don't care what your movie is about as long as it's, you know, about it, like telling a good story, I guess. Right. Um, we're like, you know, in our case, I think it's, yeah, it's about these LARPing nerd brothers, but it's also about what is brotherhood and, you know, losing that touch of family and finding it in the end, you know, that's more important than anything that might 
you know, come between you guys is like family is number one. And I think they learn this through this gaming is like, Hey, I miss you brother. And we should be brothers more often, you know? Um, right. That's, thematic, a, that's a story thematic. everyone can get behind. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And uh, hopefully that's kind of what is what you cross over. That's I think where you find a success for these little quirky indie comedies is like, yeah, they're really nerdy or like Napoleon dynamite, like is always a nice reference is like, that is so insular that you know that that's this guy's personal sense of humor and it's just the people he grew up with and like that like made Napoleon Dynamite. But he ended up crossing over to like becoming this like minor indie hit, you know, and made all this money and he's got a career now. And yeah. It put like, uh, put the state of Idaho on the map. <laughs> exactly. That was big for Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Finally, there was just a blank there and they're like, it's, something's there. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I mean, it, and he helped do this crossover because, you know, at, at the root of that film too, it was just like, it was a film about uh, an awkward teenager looking for friends, you know, and what does friendship mean at that age, no matter how weird you might be. Yeah. And he, he finds that, you know, through just being himself and finding other people. Yeah. Um, which again, so it speaks to kind of a universal theme of like, we can still get into it, even though it's like, look at how silly he is with tater tots, you know? Yeah. Uh, get your own tots, Napoleon. <laughs> that movie was big for tater tots too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I once made a... Jeff, this was back in my frozen pizza days. Oh, yeah. Speaking of inside jokes, that, that oh. was back in my frozen pizza days. My wife and I once made a frozen pizza with tater tots on top That's of it. That's disgusting. It Yum. was so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Squirt a little sriracha on top of that. Mm, I don't like tater tots. Pretty good. Pretty I'm not good. a fan. I'm okay with tater tots. Uh, did you what, did you drop any... I mean, this is a cheesy question, but, but I'm legitimately curious. Did... Did you draw from any other movies from this? I mean, did it? Did Definitely, it... yeah. I I've been single handedly trying to get his attention. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Duplass brothers films. No. They, uh, most recently, they did Jeff Who Lives at Home. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I've, I've heard of that. It's supposed to be very good. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, before that was Cyrus, and then they did some more like those were their two kind of yeah. Cool I've studio films. Wasn't uh was Jonah Hill in Cyrus? Was Cyrus That's right. about okay. the uh, was yeah. about the stepson? The the it's just like a kid who's in love with his mom. Yeah, you know, I inappropriately. Was, I heard that was great. I want to see that so bad. But it's good. It was really good. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, these guys uh, they kind of have. You know, I relate to their story. They're two brothers who grew up in Austin. They went to school there at UT Austin, and I went to school there. I was born there. Um, and they just went and they made these like tiny little films for themselves, you know, on like shoestring budgets. And then, you know, one of them hit Sundance and helped them to make the next one, which helped them to make the next one. And then their fourth film was Cyrus. And it's like all they did was go out and tell little stories that they liked, but they tell them in like, with that same kind of like twist of like, Hey, people should still be able to get into this because it's an emotional story about, you know, people, you know, finding love or the family or whatever it is. Kind of has those basic, basic storylines that, you know, people just, people just connect with. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say Jay Duplass is one of the brothers. He came and spoke to my class at AFI, the American Film Institute. And uh, he basically, it was just this two hour pep talk of like, what are you guys doing here? Why aren't you out making a movie right now? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. make, make it within your means, you know, like pull together whatever money you can and just 
tell a story. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, just get good at telling stories and keep practicing. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, why am I not making a movie right now? I've been saying right. that for, for about 12 years. I've been saying, why Should've am just I not walked making up, a movie? Get out and just <laughs> done a movie on your iPhone or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's really kind of like, I guess the impetus for all this was like ever since that pep talk meeting with him and like just, you know, as gracious he was to kind of hang out with like 12 of us in the room that day, I just left there going like, okay, this is stupid. I'm going to finish school. I'm going to go make a movie. You know, you can, and you, again, easier said than done. It took me two years to finally actually go do it. But uh, I think that's where it started. And yeah, so a Duplass Brothers films are definitely an influence for us. That's, that's really great. Um, And that's really like, that's such a good message is, you know, everyone always kicks around these ideas of doing things, but you know, you just, Mm -hmm. you just got to do it, whether it's successful or not, you know, and, and that's, that's when you become good just, just from doing it and practicing and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't and, you know, finding your niche and all that. And, um, yeah, I just, I wanted the opportunity to fail miserably. Like I wasn't even doing that. Yeah. I'm like, let me go and mess up and yeah, like totally make mistakes. Like at least I'm out there doing it, you know? Yeah. So. Cause all the, all the failures, you know, get you one step closer to what's going to work and what's going to be better. And yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, cause most people think, you know, uh, I don't know who's a big film, film guy, uh, Steven Spielberg. I, I was going to say Spielberg. Yeah. Like how many people think Jaws was his first yeah, first time he picked up because we always say that was Gosh, his first yeah. movie, yeah. but it was his first theatrical movie. as big, you know. Yeah. It was his first big, big, big thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, not, he had. I mean, think about twenty six years old. <laughs> was he twenty six when they? He when was twenty six when he did. That's that. incredible, he, he Jeff. We're done, behind the curve. We are. <laughs> but he had done. He had done that made for TV movie about the guy in the truck before that, right? Right. Yeah. Duel and. and uh, some others and he's done some tv episodes and yeah you gotta think of how many how many hours of of filming things that he done you know hundreds of hours that he done leading up to jaws and even jaws you know i I think you know it's well documented the the trouble he had filming that (laughs) and everything like that he had it felt like he was failing every step of the way yeah doing that but you know i don't know we we I, I think we have a tendency to look at somebody doing something great and wanting to do that immediately. Yeah. And not thinking about what it took to, to actually get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Justin, can you tell me a little bit um, what it's like, you know, doing all this with your brother? It seems it seems like you're always doing creative stuff with your brother. Uh, yes. I, I, I Funny thing, I, I know your brother Michael from... Uh, I met him at a StarCraft II LAN party that I was hosting at my house. There we okay, go. I was wondering yeah. how you guys got hooked up. Yeah, so <laughs> I've actually met your brother, Michael, before he moved out to Denver. And uh, yeah, what a guy. He left, a, I think he left a six-pack of, um, what's the, some sort mm-hmm. of honey beer or something like that. Dundee, Dundee beer okay. at my house. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that's uh, the whole story. Yeah, yeah. I bet this guy left me some beer. Left. What a guy! That's all that I know. I mean, he kill, he plays a killer Protoss. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, I've I've tried to, and I uh, I love StarCraft by myself. Don't make me play with other people. It's brutal. <laughs> it's yeah. brutal. Um, no, I think yeah, Mike and I have uh, we've been creatively doing stuff since we were kids. Um, 
we have another brother. He was just, he was older than us, you know, and he was like already like off in college when we were like coming into our own as far mm. as like wanting to do stuff. Yeah. Um, and we started, we started rock bands together. We made a bunch of stupid little movies and, um, I think we just learned to become, you know, confidants and best friends rather than rivals in any sense of like mm. brotherhood clashing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, once he got old enough that he could play drums for me, I was like, okay, you're cool now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was a drum guy. Yeah. He started out drumming for oh, all my awesome. bands. And, uh, I think he was like nine, maybe 10 at most. And, uh, it was like immediately we stopped being like, you know, brothers who fight over Nintendo or whatever. And like, we became like collaborators Yeah, and you know, that just, it's been growing from, from then, you know, and now it's, Oh, that's awesome. Gosh, I'm really old now. So <laughs> I used to, I used to play, uh, I remember playing Mario brothers with my older sister. She's mm-hmm. about three years older than me. And what would always happen, first of all, I'd always get stuck with Luigi. Right. Well, and Luigi's then, who you want to be. No, not that's in this the younger brother yeah. syndrome. Yeah. But whenever I would jump over, over the, you know, over gaps and stuff, she would pause the game because you could pause the game on the other controller. And yeah. I would just immediately, she would unpause it. I would just fall. You, yeah, you lose your momentum and oh, like, she, oh. oh, she's such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I, which, you, which Mario was this? That was the very first one. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, and no. also like uh, Contra was another one where you oh, could like. Oh, Contra. You could move so far ahead where they would die in a hole and then keep <laughs> dying into the same hole because they couldn't move. That's why enough. that game was so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could do it 30 times. Yeah. But uh, that's really cool. And I, I know he's done a lot of music for a lot of projects that you've worked on. Yeah, Is, is that something that he does or do, or do you guys work on that together? We, uh, I think we kind of split paths in that way. Like we both love doing, making movies and music together. But, you know, as we kind of got into what we enjoyed most, he gravitated towards music and I went towards more, you know, video production stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then it just, you know, it just makes sense. I'm going to go back to him every time if I can to make him make the music. Yeah. Um, and I, I make like the music put here and there too. Yeah. We, uh, we did win this college television award thing last year for a soundtrack we made, um, which was like kind of a big deal. We had a big, like black tie gala in Hollywood and we're oh, like, really? okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, and that was like a nice like collaboration recognition of like, Hey, you guys do tell good stories and make good music. And yeah. we're like, yeah, we do. Give us some money to go do it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, that's, I mean, in essence, that's what every meeting in out here in LA is about. It's like, sure. Hey, I'm, I'm cool. Give me some money to go do something. Right. Um, and it's just, it's not happening. That's why I'm, you know, doing it myself for now. Right. And that's also yeah. why you're on a why Kickstarter comes in and you're on a hip, hip podcast like ours. Yeah, yeah. sure. We're hip to all the kids out there. <laughs> you know, you know, it's hip because so few people listen. Right, right. So you we're know what? Under, the, we're underground. Seriously, there's so many people who listen who are like getting in on the ground floor of this thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to bring some listeners to you. Hopefully, yeah, uh, they stick around too. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We want right. to sell out as hard as possible. Yes. Yeah, the next episode's you. always better. That's what you have to remember. Right. Yeah. Next right, week. So don't do we, any more after this. Next week's when we really <laughs> kick it up a notch. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks for coming on the show with us, Justin. 
Oh, it was a blast, guys. Thanks um, so much. It wouldn't be an episode of Review Everything if we didn't have a pick of the week. So, Justin, can you give uh, us... What's what's the thing you've been into lately? Gosh, a pick of the week. It could be anything. Anything. That's why See, it's a pick of the week. I uh, If I had to review my lunch today, I just made some bratwurst that i really love oh no oh my goodness the bratwurst and i want to i kind of want to go find the the company who made those and just tell them they make good bratwurst (laughs) (laughs) you should uh not to not not to kick on bratwurst at all but you should give chorizo a try Ooh, Ooh, okay chorizo it's like a mexican spice sausage very good yeah jeff what's your pick of the week uh uh, i'm not prepared Okay. Um, I didn't know I was doing a pick. I wasn't week. either. I picked that's a okay. bratwurst. Um, that's a good point. Um, uh, oh, you know what? What, Jeff? I just started replaying Final Fantasy VIII. Oh. Ooh, and I I'm, love that. I'm enjoying it. I never finished that one. I got so close to the end, mm. and um, I I screwed it up. My guys weren't powerful <laughs> enough, and right. they couldn't you go any further. Spend a few days drawing. Yes. Draw, so. <laughs> draw, 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 draw. Uh, so I'm playing that, and it's fun. I have not played any Final Fantasy games. Oh man, you're missing Ooh. out. The only one, I, six and seven. The closest thing I've played is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is great, phenomenal. You got to play six. Okay. My uh, my pick of the week. I just started reading the uh, the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. I have the mm. first two right here. I've started the first one three times. Ah. And I get sidetracked every time. Wow. How far are you? I'm about halfway through. Is it's good, huh? Yeah, the storytelling's really unique. It's very um it almost has like this kind of like dreamlike storytelling to it. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's really awesome though. And mm. uh Yeah, so so check that out. Um Justin, where can we find you on the internet? I uh I am pseudo Justin everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is pseudo P S E U D O Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got pseudo Justin.com. I've got pseudo Justin on Twitter. I am pseudo Justin on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, if you just look for pseudo Justin, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. Also check out the Kickstarter. And yeah, of course go to the Kickstarter, look up detective and you're going to find us. Cool. Detective, detective, detective. All right. I think that'll about do it. <laughs> thanks uh thanks for joining us tonight, Justin. Definitely. My pleasure, guys. Yeah.